Have you ever encountered a hurdle with launching or growing your business? Listen, there are two things that run a business, the back end and your soft skills. I'm telling you right now, if these are in place, you'll lose clients and you'll lose money. Don't want that? Well, you're in the right place. Hey, I'm Dana. Hey, I'm Sarah. We're your hosts who are going to tell you how it is, give you tips and tricks, and even occasionally bring on a guest that care about supporting you grow your business organically and nurture authentic relationships. Are you ready? Welcome back to Entrepreneur Encounter. We are now on episode five. We're going to be talking about delivering effective communication as a leader. I know that we've been, again, we've been talking about communication for the last couple of episodes, but we just wanted to make sure everybody understands how important communication is as a leader and no matter the setting that you are in. I think it's important to think the previous episodes could have been geared towards being the leader of your organization, but those skills also resonated strongly with your team members. So we're shifting just a little bit about how important these skills are for being an effective leader for anyone who wants to run a successful business. If you want to have a business or organization that doesn't have a high turnover rate, I think that's going to depend on how well you can communicate with your clients and with your team. Honestly, I would even say communicate with yourself because the things that we say to ourselves mirrors or bounces off to everything else around us. And that communicating well lets you share your ideas make and keep great relationships for short-term and long-term, inspire others, and open up new opportunities. Just a personal segue into myself, honestly, and probably for you, Sarah, is communicating has opened up so many new opportunities for me that I never even thought were possible. So when I launched my business back in 2020 as just a side hustle, I tunnel visioned was just thinking about building extra cushion in my budget being a single mom of three because it was really hard and I just wanted to be able to save, pay off debt, like the typical things that parents worry about. But because I worked on communicating with not just family and friends of, hey, this is what I'm doing. Like I shared it with potential audiences. Anytime I connected with someone in a Facebook group or met someone new, honestly, even getting my nails done, I have told people like, hey, this is what I'm doing. What do you do? Because I mean, we're stuck there for however many minutes, hours it feels like to get my nails done. I was like, I'm talking to somebody. I can't just sit here in silence. And it's led to new opportunities to where I've done lives and other people's Facebook groups. They've let me borrow their audience to share my information. I'm now doing this podcast that had I not, had we not communicated with each other and like shared our ideas, this would still be probably in some lost brain map <laughs> in our Google drives. Exactly. I mean, communication all around, no matter the setting that you're in. And like you were saying, like going to get your nails done, going to get your oil changed, just having a conversation with somebody opens so much. And over the last few months, I've been having many of conversations with people. And once you have those conversations, people talk and it's actually a good talk. And people talk about you and the things that you do. And then that's how you end up getting business. Although it takes time. We touched on it before those touch points as to where, you know, you tell somebody 
this is what you do and how you can help them. And then eventually they're going to say something. What's that? What's that term? Like uh, six degrees of separation, right? Oh, yes. I haven't heard thought about that in a long time. I mean, because if you really think about it, right? If you go to your networking meet and you're having a conversation with someone, then they know six people. Is it six or seven? I don't know. But yeah, so they, they know somebody and then they go talk. And then they go talk, you know, it's just like a, like a dominoes. If you're trying to get out there to create a business and get those customers, clients rolling in, you got to get out there, uh, communicate. So for anyone that is not aware or has not heard of six degrees of separation, it's not something that I've thought about, but it's something with the networking group that I do every week. Actually, I guess we do this, but they don't really say that's what it is. But six degrees of separation is the idea that all people are six or fewer social connections away from each other. So as a result, basically think of like a chain of a friend of a friend statement can be made to connect any two people in that in a maximum of six steps. So going with your oil change example, I'm getting my oil changed. I'm just starting a random conversation because I'm that type of person. I don't I have to just say hi and do small talk because I don't like awkward silence. I will fill it with something. And since I am a mom, I'm always home and I work from home. I don't really go anywhere. So my experiences and my stores are very small. So I typically talk about work anyway and say, oh, I'm an online business manager, blah, blah, blah. This is what I do. And that guy that owns the mechanic shop may need someone like myself where they, you know, answer their emails, send invoices, track payments, like very minimal admin support. But they probably know someone else that could benefit because CEOs and nonprofit leaders, anyone else, coaches, like they ought to get their oil changed. And most of them probably talk just as much as I do. So now he can think, oh, I know someone who may benefit from talking to you. And so I've now opened up that door communication with this six degrees of separation into getting into their network to grow my own network. That, that's how it's going to work. That's how it should work. So we want to discuss the five skills that you need for effective communication. So you got active listening, be open, available, your trust and credibility, reviewing and, you know, looking at all the situations and the tone of your voice, what you say, how you say it, and your body. That may very well be my favorite one. I say those exact phrases to my children all the time where it's not what you're saying it's how you're saying it but it's how your body is delivering it to me and I'm constantly giving examples of like even something as silly as like you're silly but if I say it with an upbeat positive tone obviously I'm joking but if I say it more sternly like it's the one it causes confusion Am I silly or am I in trouble? My body language, if I'm stiff and rigid and I'm saying it, causes confusion. They don't actually get the joke. It's more sarcastic and it doesn't make them feel important. It doesn't make them feel seen or it doesn't make them feel seen, but seen in a bad way. I'm going to tell you a little story. So years ago, I was a, a team lead for a volunteer group and apparently I wasn't approachable because of my demeanor. I didn't know this. I I am the way that I am, right? I mean, you don't really notice something of yourself until somebody like points it out. And I apparently gave off this tough look. I, if you see me, if you know me, I don't look tough, okay? 
But, but apparently for months, one of the volunteers did not want to come to me because of the way I looked, the way like my body demeanor was, my body language. And when we first, when finally, when we started having a conversation, he was like, okay, cool. You're a cool person. Like you have a good heart. I like you. So I had to, since then, take a step back. And depending on where I'm at is depending on how my body demeanor is. Because obviously, like, I don't, I don't want to get that that look like i'm tough i'm not tough i can picture you like standing with your arms crossed and just uh, like that's what i'm imagining yeah (laughs) that's what made you look and it's it's so funny but um yeah speaking of like crossing your arms i've had to train myself not to cross my arms because if you cross your arms you're showing everybody that you're closed off and obviously, like, we, we don't know what we're doing. It could be a habit and we just end up crossing our arms or not smiling enough, whatever the case may be. And even if the way you walk into a room, okay. just walking into a room, are your shoulders up? Do you feel confident walking into a room or is your head down? You know what I mean? So taking the time to practice and even asking for feedback, that works as well. Because obviously, if I, did, if I didn't receive that feedback, I would have never known. I would have just been known as a person that looks not approachable, you know? So, and then your tone of voice, the way you communicate the tone of your voice, that says a lot too. And it obviously when you are, if you're emailing or texting, sometimes that is hard to get across because I can say something in text and I, and, and in my mind, I'm thinking it's funny. I think I'm being sarcastic. Person on the other end is thinking, like, why is she being rude? You know what I mean? So, because mm-hmm. I've got, so that's why I always say, look, get on the phone. Let's have a conversation in person because then you can hear my voice. You can see my face and know that this is the way I talk. I feel like that goes along a little bit like the, okay, so we're kind of going to skip ahead, but being open and available for discussion. So don't be unreachable. Think back to like any other time. I usually get, so you, I guess, look tough. I usually just look scatterbrained. <laughs> I constantly think back to when I'm working with someone or I'm at a networking group and maybe I get there early so I can work on stuff beforehand and I don't feel stressed after. And I just get so zoned in on what's going on in my laptop that I miss people coming in. So I make sure that I'm reachable when people come in. I've actually started setting an alarm on my phone like five minutes before the meeting is supposed to start. Or if I happen to notice someone walking in, I will close my laptop so that I don't look busy. I look available and I'm willing and open to converse with whoever walks into the door because maybe there's visitors and that might set off a bad vibe or I don't make them feel welcome. So I want to be able to actively listen to what they're saying and understand what they're saying or what's being said in between the lines of I'm Bethany and I do XYZ. Well, then I can more easily dive into questions of what they have to say because I've let go of those distractions and I'm actively listening instead of, I guess, passively listening. When you're actively listening, because a lot of the times we think of communication as just having a conversation between two people. And it's, it's really not that. There's a lot that goes into communication. Again, like been over the tone of your voice, your body language, but active listening is actually being really present in that moment with the person that's talking to you, not looking at your watch or like looking out the window. You are actually like being present in that moment, having a conversation and paying attention because when they stop, when they stop talking and let's say they ask you a question, 
regarding what they're talking about. And you're like, huh? You're not listening to them. Another way to active listening is when you're talking with somebody is having open-ended questions as well. Not just those yes or no questions. We want open-ended questions when you're actively listening because that makes you look like you're engaged with the person that you're talking to. I think with all of that, so far, everything has been said to help build communication skills. It shows trust and credibility. Um, so that later on, even full circling back to that six degrees of separation. So when someone's making a decision to refer you to someone or to work with you, um, they've already talked to you or someone on your team that's involved. And so they're more comfortable to take action and they won't just sit there and and wait on it or have to think about it or compare you to someone else. That trust is already built. That credibility that you care has been shown and they are going to really lean into what you say or advice that you offer. Oh, another thing that I wanted to touch on as well regarding like uh, being open and active listening is if you are working with a team or if you're working with your clients, I have an open door policy. So imagine that, that you are working in an office. I know where most of us are online. We don't have anybody in our office. But imagine that like when you back to your nine to five, you're working in an office and your manager, your boss, whoever, the leader is in their office, door shut. And you never see it. you have a concern that you need to address. You have a question that you need to ask. And if there is a business that doesn't have an open door policy, the people on the team are not going to feel heard or they're not going to feel seen. And this goes along with your clients as well. So being open and available for discussion, you need to have that open door policy because essentially a lot of the reason why people leave their leaders or leave whatever team they're on is because the way that the communication is run and the way that they don't have the open door policy. And you, with that, you are building trust. The people are able to come to you without hesitation to be able to ask you questions, concerns, even if they have ideas. Like if they have ideas, you should just listen to them. You don't have to run with every idea they throw at you, but it would be good to be open. I've never called it an open door. I've done the open book policy, but I guess essentially it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. I don't want to come across as sounding like a know-it-all, but I love being able to solve problems and like almost sharing my two cents. But I feel like if you want to be successful, you need to not only help yourself, which is why we are constantly self-educating ourselves on our own soft skills. But now we want to help others, our audience, their teams, our future teams be successful. And so like that open book in my mind is if you have a question, ask. And especially if you're be bold in that question, don't think that any like if you don't know how to do something, I'd rather you ask. Let me take the time to answer you like via phone call or I make a video tutorial real quick and send it over. Like whatever the like learning style you need just ask because it just keeps everything flowing smoothly. It allows us to review any situations that come up, especially like potential different personality types. It's inevitable that someone's going to have a conflict with someone. But when questions are asked, one, it gives you insight into how they viewed the situation, but then it opens up the door for you as the leader to look at it at different angles and share like how you viewed it. And so that you can most come to a mutual understanding and like resolution to make a better decision going forward. Don't as hard and overwhelming as life can be with running a business, it's very vital to take time to stop and reflect 
often, like maybe even once a week before you end your last day of the work week to reflect on what happened this week. Or were there any road bumps or hurdles to get over? How were they handled? Were conversations had that needed to be had? Don't let anything kind of carry over the week and into the next week because then you're just going to get feel even more overwhelmed and behind. But we're all adults. But as a leader, it can be tough to go in and kind of be that decision maker. But when you launched your business, that's essentially what you signed up for. You are, as a leader, you're running the show. People are going to look up to you. You are a business owner. You are wanting to create these relationships. But if you can't deliver effective communication, then why would somebody want to work with you? Almost need to create like a safe space for people to grow. There's so many quotes I feel like that are coming to mind for effective communication and leadership and creating a team. And maybe this is something we do later on down the road and have guest speakers because I feel like this is a big topic, especially now with, you know, the shift in workplaces going hybrid and fully remote, but you still got to feel like part of a team. So I think that's the perfect segue into like paying attention to your body language and the tone of voice and what you say or how you say it. I constantly tell people or remind people I'm not funny by no means. I don't get humor often. I feel like I don't do sarcasm either. Like I just don't get it. It doesn't process in my brain very well. So I hyper pay attention to like the body language and I try to pick up on tones to see maybe they are joking, but maybe they're not joking. <laughs> So being a leader, you have to think you shouldn't have to worry about it too much, but like pay attention to if you do cross your arms, even in a Zoom meeting, I I know our cameras are off right now, but typically like it irks my nerves when I'm having a coffee chat with someone and my cameras are off. I want to see your face. And as a leader, when I'm meeting with my team, I always, I make sure it's the point that like one, my background is clean so that I can have my camera on and they can see I'm not crossing my arms. I'm probably talking with my hands. I'm being very animated and inviting and intentional so that they feel more comfortable with tasks that we have coming up. If we're losing a client, if we're gaining a client, if priorities are shifting, um, making sure that they can visually see through my body language and not just my tone that I'm open, flexible, and respectful to any viewpoints that come across. Here's our final thoughts on the episode. Remember, when you fail in your communication, your ability to deal with others will be compromised and therefore your overall results in your business. And what do we mean by that? When you listen, and I mean at really actively listening, your team will have no problem coming to you. It will probably take time, so don't think it's going to be an overnight sensation that your team is just going to start running to you with every single problem. It it does take time to build that trust and credibility, but eventually your team will have no problem coming to you. Your clients will rave about the work that you've done, how you treat them, how you see them, therefore bringing in more money for your business because others hear and want to work with you through that social proof which makes everyone pretty happy. They love that they're getting, they're communicated with and being kept up to date. They're telling their friends, you have a nice flow of referrals coming because you kept that openness and flexibility, not only for yourself, but your team. So you actually have time to spend with the clients, with your team. There's not any talking about endless rants. If they have a concern, question, new ideas. Again, they feel comfortable coming to you and that's just going to help boost productivity all the way around and goes hand in hand with trust and credibility. 
conflicts, unfortunately, happen in all settings. But you as the leader have the ability to effectively communicate, listen. Leaders should always be open to help their team. When you're helping, make sure that you're not crossing your arms while you're having a conversation. You want your body language to present openness. So which can also result in them wanting to look somewhere else or maybe they go to a different team member and not to you. So imagine you're trying to sell at an event, talking with your arms crossed. You're not approachable, therefore you may not get the sell. Now, when you put all of this into play and have effective communication, verbal and nonverbal, you have a happy team, you have happy clients, and your business is going to thrive and blossom into wherever avenues you want it to go. So our question for you this week is, how do you show openness with your team? Do you have an open door, open book policy? If not, are you willing to give it a shot? You guys can go ahead and share your answer in the group. And if you are not a part of the Facebook group, the link for that will be in the show notes. 